my next guests are industry decision makers. They are power couple, Jeff and Nicole Friday, both are HBCU graduates of Howard University. Jeff is the founder and CEO of the American Black Film Festival, and Nicole is the president and general manager. The American Black Film Festival, the ABFF, is an annual event dedicated to recognizing black talent and showcasing quality film and television content by and about people of African-American descent, and the festival is returning to Miami Beach. Yeah! Come on, I'm sorry, I got it. too excited there. I'm sorry about that. The festival is now celebrating its 25th year. We'll be discussing the festival objectives, their partnership deals with Sony Pictures Entertainment and Endeavor content, and most importantly, how the two successfully work together in business as partners as a married couple. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Jeff and Nicole Friday. How my team doing? Come on, y'all. How y'all doing? What's up, brother? Hey, Rashawn. <laughs> What's well, up, brother? Well, well, I'm going to tell you something, Nicole. Rashad. I got to go to my man, Jeff, because I've been knowing him the longest. I've been following him since 97. You know, when I when I, when he was down in Acapulco, the very first one, you know, when I just wrapped up the writing on the uh, sitcom with um, Robert Townsend's Parenthood. And that was the very first. Well, that was the very first one officially, wasn't it? In '97, correct? That's right. And, and thank you for all your support. Yeah, '97 was the first year, and, and Robert was right there with us. He's one of the first people uh, that we called when we decided to do this festival for Black and Brown folks. So I got to shout out my brother Robert. Well, you know, I was telling him, you know, he's important in my life. I, I was at the time I got into sitcom. Steve Harvey gave me my first writing job on ABC, Me and the Boys, and uh, it was uh, unceremoniously canceled, and I had no nowhere to go. And Robert Council called me, and he hired me, and uh, I always tell him every time I see him, without him, I, I wouldn't have a career in Hollywood because he trusted wow. my voice, he trusted my writing skills, and and when I talk about things like that, that's why it's important to have people empower people who are trying to deliver the message or the creative support or the platform for black and people of color. So that's why this film festival is so important. That's why I have to say it's not something that just came around last week. It's something that's been around, but it had to start somewhere and it started with you. Why did it start with you, Jeff? Yeah, you know, it's funny because people always, I answer that question a lot. I, th I think the most um, accurate response I could give is because I was, I was working in advertising in 1997. Right. And when I would go to major film festivals, I never saw black and brown people. I primarily saw white men. And I, and I, and I was, you know, I was impressed with what I would see. It was creative and there was deals getting made. And, you know, there's a whole industry around film that people that we don't really think about. Right. And festivals are a market for buying and selling movies. And I just didn't see brothers and sisters there, you know, and I, and I thought that, that needed to be a change. And, and my nature, when I don't, when I see something that brings me discomfort, I don't complain about it. I just, I just do something about it. So, you know, we've always been very action oriented and we decided, I partnered with Byron Lewis and Warrington. Absolutely. Two of my mentors and friends. Mm -hmm. And we created the festival. We did the first one, as you know, in Acapulco, Mexico, mm -hmm. um, 90 people showed up the first time and for all the millennials out there, there were no cell phones. There was no Instagram. We had no convenient ways of even promoting it. You know, we just kind of went around to different cities and got on radio shows and things like this. And it, and it just became a thing. And, and 90 people showed up. But the first year we had Robert, as we said, Halle Berry was there. Bill Duke has been a friend forever. And is a big time supporter of everything that we've done. Um, Babyface, Debbie Allen, Regina King, 
you know, people like that. So we really got off to a great start. And we, and we realized after that first week, Sean, that it really was, we really were filling in, filling a gap, uh, filling a need for bringing black people together in film and TV. And that's really been our story and, and our, our mission for the past 25 years now. Well, bringing you know, black, black and brown people together in film and TV. Which was really a journey. And when you bring in Nicole, Nicole, you have that, I always tell you, you have like that third eye, you know, because you're seeing it. You know, he started it. And sometimes when you just start something, you're grinding. And, and then some of the things you don't see because you're so protective sometimes. And sometimes you just say, this is the way I want to do it. But when you bring that third eye in, Nicole, that's what you brought you the president and general manager of the ABFF. What did you see? Not that, when I say the word change, change is good, but also people can perceive change as bad or something was wrong. What did you see that they elevated the, the, the platform of ABFF? Yeah, I, I mean, I would say that it wasn't something that I saw that needed to be changed. It was definitely, definitely more growth opportunities. Yes. Um, that I think uh, we have been able to do together. Right. And I always like to tell people I've been like, and, and I don't want to take too much credit, but I've been the Michelle Obama to Barack Absolutely. Obama for years. For years, I've been I've been the pillow talker. I've been behind the scenes, always knowing what's going on and lending a helping hand from afar. And and recently, within the past five years, I guess I've really been on the front lines with Jeff as his as his partner and what we've been able to do together. Um, you know, what he has started, obviously, was was a need for this platform to create diversity and inclusion. And we have continued to build that through the years. And even last year when we had to, we couldn't be in Miami, obviously, because of the pandemic, we decided that we wanted to still keep a place or have a place for the community because it's so important for the filmmakers to be able to showcase their talent and what better place to do it than, than the American Black Film Festival. So we didn't want to just go away last year. We didn't want to do anything. We wanted to have a place. And so we built a platform, a virtual platform, so that we could have those filmmakers um, showcase their their artistry um, so that, you know, we wouldn't miss a beat. They wouldn't miss a beat. Um, but I think that it's just been growth. And so that's part of the growth uh, that I've been able to help um, lead or help help Jeff do side by side. I would say that. <laughs> well, you know, the, th the thing about it is that when I when I communicate with both of you guys, like, like Jeff, because he brought up Byron Lewis, I remember the first time I was sitting in Byron Lewis' office and Byron Lewis is the founder, just a background. See, he created Uniworld one of the largest black um, media advertising. It's based in New York, also have headquarters in uh, Detroit, Michigan. And that's the first time I really, you know, ABFF came on our radar because he was talking about Miami. And he was asking me, Rashawn, you know, we was talking about different. And so the thing I liked about my relationship with Jeff is that I've always been a fan and people have always asked me. And like, like I know I've gotten Jeff on when I was managing Steve and running the morning show, Steve Hart Morning Show. I've gotten him on that because I always felt what he was doing was necessary. It was important because, but there was a period where right now you guys seem like to be at the right place at the right time. Because there's so many black movies out, there's so many great black television shows out, there's so many black documentaries out. But it was a period there, Jeff, when when reality TV and black people just beating each other up and cussing and throwing liquor glasses at each other. That was a dark period to me as a writer for black entertainment. And it wasn't mm -hmm. out there. So how did you ride that moment because right now this is like you know ever since especially since uh, Black Panther the whole 
black creative has exploded, you know, Netflix and the streaming world. So I think you have to be at a point where you go, man, this ride is about to get even greater. And Nicole, you sitting right there with him, you know, with your visionary as well as your husband's being a visionary. So talk about that period, Jeff. Did you know what I'm talking about, man, when it was like, I do, really? I do. This, is, this, this, this is the black perspective in the media? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was worse than you. Well, you know how bad it was that you've been on the ride, but. You know, I remember doing an interview, and I won't say the publication because the publication supports us now, right? So right. Mm-hmm. I put let let bygones be bygones, as we say, right? But <laughs> I remember I remember doing an interview in 1998. And this woman came to Acapulco, and she said, in a very sarcastic tone, "Jeff, why are you guys doing this? Why are you doing this?" Right. In a very sarcastic tone, and this is a major, major industry trade publication. And I said, huh, excuse me? She said, well, why, why a black film festival? Why does the world need a black film festival? And she just set herself up. And I, and I just said, because Hollywood. And when and that just came, I never had that thought before. But the, those two words came together, because Hollywood. That's why we're doing it. And, and Rushan, as you well know, that there've been, this has been an industry where there have been tremendous inequities for people of color yes. and black people probably have it better than everybody else of color, mm. right? Right. When you talk about Latino and Asian and, and Indian. And, and so this is what the word, this is what Hollywood has been. Hollywood's a hundred plus years old. And for the whole ride until Oscar so white, nobody had a conscience about black culture. No one was really in supporting. So listen, I don't think that I, I look at it a little differently. We had a vision for what Hollywood needed to look like, and Hollywood just caught up to us. <laughs> we, right. we didn't respond because when we started, Hollywood wasn't thinking about black and brown. It was doing exactly what you said. A couple of black movies. <laughs> we got to we, we got to 2000. Everything became about reality shows and Woo! black people and, and content. And as a black writer, you know how many black writers are, are working today and, and got deals at studios and first looked that if they were 15 years older, they would have been doing nothing. Yes. Like this whole generation of writers that are doing great, you know, and I love it, but had they been 15 years older, they would have experienced what you're talking about, right? Where there's Mm -hmm. nothing to write. And so we feel blessed to have had the vision and the perseverance. And yes, Nicole is the the, the third eye. That's a perfect analogy because I felt like you were in my head when you said that because as a founder, you get so obsessed with the details and, and the hustle and the grind, you often can't see things because your mind's not clear sometimes. So you do need that that person who you trust to be that third. And that's been her role. And you know, we've been doing this together since since the th- she she joined me at the second one, the mm-hmm. third, whatever year it was. But you know, <laughs> it, it's been a it's been a long, it's been a long what year was it? Hey Nicole, let, let, me, let me stop him. No, he don't know. He don't remember. You remember. See what I'm saying? That's when men get in trouble. <laughs> Dates. I, no, I, I didn't Dates. listen, Rashad. I didn't say it on the wedding time. date. <laughs> I know my anniversary date. <laughs> it's been a long time, Rashad. It's been a long time. Been a long time. I know, that's right. Why can't you just say over two decades? That's, that's, okay. that's work. Okay. Over two decades. Okay. Okay. Let me so, so, help you out. So, brother, brother, she's been with me for more than two decades. <laughs> Just edit it out. That's safe, it. Jeff. That's safe. That's safe. I love it. But, you know, you know, Nicole, when you talk about president, you talk about general manager, you talk about, you know, because this, this ride is always filled with people doubting, people questioning the need, you know, because you got the Cannes Film Festival over there. Literally, white folks over there looking good, looking great, cameras clicking and everything. And you invite <laughs> black people to your thing, they go, why? What's happening? Who there? And so 
turning that lens in your direction. How were you able to turn that lens and keep it steady on the platform that that you and Jeff have built to this brand today that's well-respected, by the way? Let me just let everybody know. Because that's important because somehow people go, wow, I want to be a part of that. Because I I know people ask me, they tell me. And so, Nicole, you're the president of general manager. Talk about your role. Talk about things that annoy you, that have annoyed you, that you you won't let nobody disrespect the brand. And you have to check people periodically, let them know Mm -hmm. that this content has a purpose and will continue to grow. You know, the proof is in the pudding. Honestly, it has been a, it has been a slow build. And, yes, and, and many stories are, you, they, you look at them and they seem like they're overnight successes. ABFF has not been that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it may seem that way to some, but it has been 25 years of grinding. And I would say probably, you said something really interesting. Uh, maybe in the last, I don't know, Jeff, you can help me out a little bit here, but maybe in the last five years, have we really gotten the mainstream notoriety that we've deserved mm-hmm. um, long ago? Mm-hmm. I mean, when I say the proof is in the pudding, there are there are stars that have come through the festival that were not stars when we started, when they yes. started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think because of that, because those people have remained connected to us mm-hmm. throughout these years, no matter what level they've been on, I think that that has brought some attention to what we've been doing for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and as the president and general manager, I mean, Jeff was right. I, I, did, I bring a different perspective. And when you've been doing it for as long as Jeff has been doing and I've been alongside of him, um, sometimes you don't see the reason why you should continue to do this. And there's always a moment. <laughs> there's always a moment, whether it's something someone said or something someone did or whether it's talent or whether it's a, a partner of ours or whether it's just, um, you know, an, an audience member or an attendee that has come to the festival. There's always a reason why we say, you know what, this is this is important. What mm-hmm. we've done here, we've done something here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is important mm-hmm. and we have to keep doing it. And that's what keeps us going. That's what keeps me in this presidential seat. That's what keeps me in the, as, as the general manager. Uh, and, and certainly that's what keeps Jeff going as the founder and the CEO of this organization. And there have been times, let me right. tell you, mm-hmm. there have been times where we've said, we're done. Um, but those moments that come and happen really are those that keep us going and and even when we get you know even moments like these when we talk to people mm-hmm. and you give us an opportunity to share what we've been doing and why we've been doing it it's so important to to keep going and we recognize that and it and it has not been easy for 25 years and you asked me what are some of the pet peeves that people do um I, i'd say what you just said you know when when there's a a mainstream person that says well what is this again and what have you done right mm-hmm. and i feel like i have to repeat myself or I have to prove what we've done and talk mm-hmm. about all the people that have come through the, the festival, the Anthony Andersons, the Halle Berry's, the Mari Harwicks, the Kevin Harts, the Will Packers, the Ruggers, so many people, the list goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. This is who we are and this is what we've done. This is what we've done and this is why we do it. We'll be right back with more money-making conversations with the founder and president of the American Black Film Festival, Jeff and Nicole Friday. This is Rashawn McDonald. Welcome back to Money Making Conversation. As I continue my conversation with both the president and the general manager of the American Black Film Festival, Jeff and Nicole Friday. Well, you know, I always see that uh, you guys are to me like the Comic Con 
you know, uh, 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 just black media, black film, black television. But you can't be great unless you have content. And that's what it, the last five years is delivering to your brand. Quality content, not the same person, new content, new branding, new stars, new directors, new producers, you know, independents that are that are rising and breaking through those those models. That's what gets me excited about the 25th year, the 26th year, the 27th year, because you know what? It's not going to stop because streaming is not going to allow it to stop. Streaming has changed the game because that content they need has to come from somewhere. And the reason I love what, what Netflix has done, and a lot of people don't realize is that because I'm just telling you how people who are listening and watching my show, they premiere movies on 190 markets countries worldwide, 180 countries worldwide. Usually when you have black content, it just premieres domestically. It doesn't even see international waters. And so what has happened is they've, they've opened up the doors and exposed our quality level of entertainment worldwide now. And so when I look at the ABFF, your brand is now worldwide and you're starting to reap the benefits of that brand association. So tell me, Jeff, what does this 25th year feel like for you? Because I'm excited, man. It's in Miami. You know, COVID still is there, but we, we're coming out of it. You know, I've done just, I've just finished doing three live events in Alabama, Georgia, and North Carolina, and people showed up. They wore masks, but they felt comfortable. So I'm excited, man. Talk to us about the 25th year. Yeah, so this year, of course, it is a big year for us, but this year we decided because of COVID that we would not be in Miami live uh, we'll be back in Miami in June of 2022 for our 26th anniversary. But we got we but we what we've done is we've built a virtual platform. Okay. So the festival goes up November 3rd to the 28th on our platform. Mm -hmm. uh, we have our own version of Netflix to a degree. It's called ABFF Play. We have our own streaming, yes, sir, online streaming platform. Mm -hmm. So we're excited about a hundred. We have 102 movies and about 25 talk events. Uh, we're opening with the world premiere of King Richard from Warner Brothers starring Will Smith. So we have this amazing, amazing lineup of robust content uh, across and film. Rashawn films from 35 countries around the world. So we are we are we're creating what we call a global, a worldwide digital experience it's going up November 3rd. The best news is, is the festival is completely free. Yes. So anyone anywhere around the world can enjoy the movies and see the talk events and, and be a part of ABFF this year. And we're going to return strong in 2022. You know, God willing, we'll be back and we'll be somewhat more recovered from COVID. Hopefully uh, we'll be back in Miami of uh, June of next year. I'm telling you, they, they're waiting on you, brother. Like I said, I, yeah, I know I just finished a HBCU tour event. You know, I, went, I was on the campus of Alabama State. Then I went to the campus of Winston-Salem State, and then I wrapped it up. It was a, a HBCU college day, and I, I'm going to tell you, but I definitely want you guys involved because I'm yeah, going back sounds, out in the that spring. Like what we need to be doing, you know, uh, you know, and and a lot of people push back on me. Rashawn, you're going to do this, and I, I had to do it, man. I had to. First of all, I I, I needed to get these young kids back seeing the options of education. And that had been denied them in 2020. That was the first. And then thirdly, for my, I had to, I had to show everybody that black people want to move forward. They're not afraid of this. We can do it safely. You know, I had masks. You know, hand sanitizer. We social distance. Uh, you know, 2,500 people was in the Alabama State campus. Uh, the event was free to attend. 
Um, you know, and then I was in uh, Winston-Salem, 4,000 people showed up on the campus. Uh, we was in the parking lot right next to the stadium, uh, football stadium. And then we was right in the heart of Clark Atlanta. All nearly 3,000 people showed up here. We was on the president's parking lot. And so right. the beauty of what we're trying to do is is move forward. And when I look at what your festival has done, man, virtual live, man, it just, it's just a game changer. And I guess, Nicole, when I talk to Jeff, because, you know, I look at him because I've seen him. I've, I've seen him from afar. And you, and and, and, the, and the fact that you've been there two decades and you and I, this is the first time we talk, and I'm almost kind of annoyed him a little bit, you know, because I didn't know he had a right-hand man that was out there, you know, pushing him up and making him strong like Whoa, this. Woman, a woman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, woman. Man. You know what I'm saying? I apologize. You know what I'm saying? Pushing him up like this. But, but you, you like me, you know, I, I'm a background guy. I'm a producer. You know, I'm a director. I'm an executive producer. And that's my role. But in, in the end, what do you what do you see being it virtual and then moving? Because I know y'all are forward thinkers. Y'all already planning Miami. Y'all already knowing that 2022 is going to exist. You know that sponsors are going to come at you from a different perspective. I know back in the day, I was thinking of yachts and all that stuff down in Miami. All that <laughs> stuff. You know what I'm saying? What, what does it look like this year? And what does it look like in the 26th year? Well, Nicole, make sure you tell them about the comedy in London, too. I don't think Rashad knows about that we're in London, too. Oh, see, see, that's why I we got y'all miss, on we, the show. We haven't been talking enough. Go ahead, Nicole, you take it, but we haven't okay. been talking enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, you 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 mentioned uh, you mentioned how we're global now. We really are <laughs> global, we're, and we're global for two reasons. Uh-huh. One, we launched uh, ABFF London Festival uh, in London uh-huh. uh, in 2019, and so that was our first with our partner, Sony Pictures Entertainment, that was our first festival. So we did travel abroad, uh-huh. um, which is great. We are 100% global, global. And then last year, as I mentioned, because we were not able to be in Miami because of the pandemic, we built a platform, which Jeff just mentioned, ABFF Play, and we still house our festival. So with that, we reached 90 different countries. So there's a lot of people globally who know about ABFF now. If you got to go down to Nigeria, because Nollywood, <laughs> come on now. We, no- we had we we definitely had some Nigerians uh, on the platform Damn. last year, so it's exciting. And I'll go back to the growth opportunity. You know, it's exciting to be able to um, have that reach. And so, what we intended on doing this year, though we are not in Miami, we were always going to be a hybrid festival. We we're going right. to have a physical presence mm-hmm. in Miami. We were mm-hmm. also going to have our global presence mm-hmm. um, or our virtual presence on the platform. But because COVID, uh, you know, continued, uh, we decided to just go virtual again. This year. And like Jeff said, really, really, really excited about that. This year, we also launched um, a comedy festival. Yes, ma'am. Back in June, we launched ABFF Comedy Festival because, as you probably know, at the festival, we have a comedy arm called yes. Comedy Wings. And we thought, you know, this is this is a great time and an opportunity for us to have a festival that's focused on com- uh, comedians and comedy writers. Um, there's so much content out there. There's so many talented people out there who are, you know, are capable of who are capable of of, of comedy and, and and funny writing and. Um, and, and that festival, this that festival actually sort of is like the um, what's the name of that festival, Jeff? That we that you attended, Montreal, the just, just for just for laughs yeah. in Montreal, right? and then the just Aspen Comedy Festival. I know both of those. So this is our this is our Absolutely. answer to just for laughs uh, in Montreal. Basically. Well, you know the thing but, about it, I'm just going to tell you both of you. This is a compliment, you know. And I'm just tell you when I when I when I talk about the uh, how the Nigerian Nollywood, that's what they call it, Nollywood, down there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's they waiting on y'all. They just waiting on y'all. 
because y'all are the voice. Y'all are the truth. And I'm just going to tell you, when I when I see it, when you have when you have a legacy, when you have a background, you walk in, you open the doors, and you say, sometimes you got to set down roots someplace else for you to be be respecting to go, wow. We're part of this. You guys are doing it. I want y'all to continue to do it. But what I want y'all to do for me, do me a favor. Keep me in the loop. Just keep me. Jeff, Nicole, keep me in the loop. Somebody tell Rashawn when you're doing these things because I can promote it. You got to send me a banner. Send me a flyer because that's how you need to be recognized. Your, your, Your flowers need to be promoted. Your brand needs to be. That's what I do, man. I do it with. I do it with no. There's no. There's no check here. I do money making conversations because I love the fact that you guys are stars. You guys are the ones that are enabling people like me, people like Steve Harvey's, like the Stephen A. Smith, the Anthony Andersons. I see what when I see look at the Image Awards, the the rise in the Image Award to me is tied to the same rise of the ABFF. I just see it. I just see it, and I just know that the gifts that y'all have. Just let me know. I want. Thank you. And if, oh, you, if, if you let me know, we I, certainly I, will. I'm, I'm your friend, dude. I am your friend. Thank uh, you, brother. And one man, and one man. I got to make sure I say Nicole. One man, you know that, <laughs> that right hand man. She checked me hard. Hey, hey, hey. Two decades now. Two decades now. <laughs> but y'all, before I go, I just want to talk about HBCUs a little bit because uh, HBCUs because they got a lot of. Uh, uh, recognition of in 2020, and a lot of people made a lot of corporate donations, and 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 people are starting to recognize the academic achievements and success of the graduates. Recognized right here, you're a black CEO. 18 percent of the CEOs in the country are black, come from HBCUs. HBCUs that is you in that 18 percent. So tell the importance of that. How it shaped your life, starting with you, Jeff and Nicole. You can wrap it up, and uh, I want to just thank you for your time and allowing me to speak to you. And again, send me. The those banners and just every quarter just let me know because i'm here to support your brand we will and and just quickly you know i I think that historically hbcus have have been synonymous with most things black which is less than and but we all know those of us who attended hbcus if if there's anything is nothing less about the black experience for a black person Mm -hmm. in fact Nothing more empowering than walk around a campus, whether you're in Alabama or you're in D.C. Or, 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 or Maryland, anywhere, than to see people like you that are educated, that are diverse. So HBCUs kind of shaped how we view the world. And I have not met a person who didn't feel the same way to some degree. So I'm just personally happy to see that. And I don't care how we got here. I kind of know how we got here, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just happy to see that the world is starting to embrace the importance, the corporate world and, and culture, right? Because with, with embrace comes financial resources that allows us to build and be better. I'm just happy that the world's kind of catching up to what everybody, all the black alumni knew already, that <laughs> these are magical places for young black people to, to, to figure out and find out who they are. Nicole. Yeah, I I would just concur with Jeff. I mean, if I had to do it all over again, I absolutely would attend Howard University. We're both Howard graduates. And I'll just end on this note, really. H.U. You know. (laughs) No, no, half the people might say something different. Half the university, not the real (laughs) H.U. They always say that little argument there. But I'm talking to the fantastic, it's the 25th anniversary. It's a virtual event. Festival is free, November 3rd. It's premiering a Will Smith movie. 
King Richards. You can check that out. 102 movies, 25 talkies, 35 countries are participating. It's an event that uh, it started way back when, 1997, Acapulco. I know because right. I was on the outside looking in, watching Robert Towns. I, I saw it in the Jet magazine. That's how I knew about it. That's how, that's, that's yeah. how old it was. I read about I, it in the Jet I still magazine. Have that Jet, believe it or not. I still actually <laughs> see, have that issue. See, see, Jeff, you know I'm telling the truth. You know I'm you telling, telling the truth. truth. <laughs> but I love, I love you, Nicole. Thank you for coming into my world. You're fantastic. And I'm glad to know that you guys realize who I am as far as what I, what I want to bring to the table for your brand. And it is your brand. And it's a wonderful brand. And it's, it's, it's you know, sometimes you, you sit around Jeff and Nicole and you think about something. You don't really realize 10 years or 15 years, it's perfect. It's, it, we needed you to have that vision back in 97. Otherwise, we wouldn't have this today, brother. Think about that. Thank you, man. Think about that. Thank you all for coming on Money Making Conversation. Okay. I appreciate both of you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thank you. If you want to hear or see any of my interviews on Money Making Conversation, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host.